Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. Guess what? The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast is about to hit its 100th episode. For a chance to be featured on this episode that airs February 7th, 2022, head over to speakpipe.com backslash Paige Killian, and you can enter your submission talking about something that you have loved about the podcast, something that you've learned and maybe implemented in your own home. So check out the show notes and leave a submission by January 30th and have a chance to be featured on the 100th episode that airs February 7th. I can't thank you enough for listening. I appreciate you so much. Now let's get back to today's episode. Hi, I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me again for another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. I cannot believe January is already flying by, but I am loving it. I have some new awesome clients. I have some fun things in the works for you and some new stuff I'm going to be rolling out in the month of January and even more and more and more. So it's been a good year so far. How are things going for you? I am curious if you had a chance to listen to any of the episodes prior to this one. I'm going to give you a lightning fast recap because today we're going to be talking about something that sort of piggybacks on some of the things I've talked about. So the first week we talked about resolutions 
versus lifestyle choices and making sure that some of the things that we're planning for the year are really going to be sustainable so that you're doing them long-term. And this is something that I got to do as a crossover episode with my very sweet friend, Kelly Mobeck. And also she's been my business coach for years. So that girl knows the ins and outs of my personal and business life. And I'm super grateful for her. So if you haven't listened to that yet, there are some three steps that we focused on for that particular episode in getting some of your stuff nailed down that you're wanting to do for the year and how you can roll that out without too much stress and overwhelm. So the second week of January, we talked about paralysis by analysis, which is definitely something that can creep in and can get the better of us for sure. Because sometimes we question, am I going to do this the right way? Is this the right choice for this particular space? If I'm organizing it, maybe even something that you are wanting to focus on is not even organization related. Maybe it is you know, getting a book into the world. Maybe it is starting a new business. Maybe it's just finding a new hobby. Perhaps it is doing something with your kids and your family. Maybe you want to take a trip. Uh, Maybe it is something that you're just wanting to pursue when it comes to your spiritual life and choosing something to go forward, but you're sort of overanalyzing stuff and just thinking like, am I going to make the right choice? Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? So I understand that. And I address some of those concerns in that episode. So definitely check that one out. How about picking a word for the year? Is that something you've ever done before? Well, that's something that I talked about the third week of January, and I came to you the third week with my word, not in December, not the very first episode, because I was really struggling to pick a word, but I was so glad that I waited because I had a great conversation with my brother. And I do feel like some things came to me that made a lot of sense and have chosen my word for the year. And if you've never done that, it's really something that is very helpful because it's going to be giving you something to stay focused on as you move forward and you keep sort of going back to it, going back to it. Is this in line with the word that I picked for the year? And also, by the way, I have to tell you, if you pick a word for the year and you find that as that year is progressing, that it is just like not the thing that you're going back to, it doesn't feel inspired, you can change it. Don't feel like you have to stay rigid in that choice. You know, we talked about lifestyle choices, but that doesn't necessarily have to be your word of the year. So if you feel like you want to move past that and pick something else, by all means, do it. Guys, I have to laugh right now. I have to tell you that I'm sitting in front of my window and we've got this weird weather going on where it's like, is it December? Is it January? Is it summertime? It like we really... (laughs) we really have had some very odd weather in California, which is usually pretty steady. And right now, as I'm sitting here, I'm laughing because the sun is coming in and out of clouds. And so sometimes I look completely in the dark. And then sometimes I have the slats of my blinds on my windows going across my body. So it's totally distracting me. So just have to say, if I at any point just start randomly laughing, sometimes I do that anyway, but It's because I'm laughing at the crazy lighting situation that's going on. So forgive me as I push forward in this. What I want to talk about today is very much in line with some of those things that I've talked about already, because we're really trying to start our new year off strong 
in January, staying focused, moving forward with any goals or outcomes that we're hoping for the year. And this is something that I've talked about in several episodes before. It is not something that I came up with. I cannot take credit for it. It is something that I've heard in lots of different ways. So this is the 1% rule. This is something that I started using personally in just getting the ball rolling on something that I was wanting to accomplish. This is something that I personally was thinking about that would pull me out of that paralysis by analysis, honestly. And so I wanted to share with you why I keep coming back to this 1% rule and how is that going to help me and move me forward? And I want to share it with you because I thought it could definitely be valuable for you as well. So here's the deal the 1% rule. It is basically where you focus on making 1% improvements toward whatever you're wanting to do. So, you know, a lot of times people at the very beginning of the year, they say, okay, I'm going to go to the gym and lose weight. Like this is what I want to do. Well, even in that scenario, I just said, go to the gym. Well, that could be something that you're wanting to do to move that forward in losing weight. Or perhaps it's not even a losing weight thing for you. You just want to get healthier. You want to get your heart rate up. You want to physically be moving your body. Okay. I hear that. I think that's great. Absolutely do it. Well, here's the thing. When you make those new year's resolutions, like Kelly and I talked about on the first episode, what happens? Well, sometimes you fizzle out and it's usually, she says around week three, it's around that 21 day mark that you're kind of like, Oh, I was really gung ho about it. And I was really excited about it. And I'm kind of just petering out. Here's the thing, whether it's that type of thing and whatever your motivation is for that, getting healthier, losing weight, getting your heart rate up and moving your body, whatever, whatever your goal is there, just adding exercise to your life. Well, what happens if you haven't even made it to the gym or what happens if you haven't even started your workouts at home, if perhaps that's what you're wanting to do, then do you just feel deflated? And do you feel like it was all for nothing? I don't want you to feel that way. And using this example, if we apply that 1% rule, I will tell you that a lot of times it takes the stress and the frustration in playing that whole scenario out completely. It takes that away because if you're just focused on sort of the next step in just like a little baby, tiny increment you inevitably do even more than that. When you are focused on the whole scope of something and you're focused on your big, huge outcome and you're not breaking it down into little bite-sized steps that are a little bit more digestible and achievable, you get overwhelmed, you get stressed out. And a lot of times you don't even get started. So I'm gonna share with you some different examples and where I have actually used the 1% rule, applying it to my life. And then also just remind you a couple of the episodes that I've mentioned this on in the past. So I mentioned actually writing a book. And the reason I brought that up is because this is an area where I have actually used the 1% rule in helping me move forward in writing this book that I was working on pre-pandemic. One of the things that I had to tell myself to get motivated to do it because it was quite the daunting process was open your laptop page. That was my 1% in getting the ball rolling on working on this book. Instead of thinking, I've got to write 5,000 words today. I've got to write 1,500 words in the next few hours. Instead of focusing on that and that becoming overwhelming and stressful, which it absolutely could, especially if you're having that writer's block moment, I thought, 
I'm just going to shoot for 1% better. What am I going to do to move the ball forward? I'm going to sit down and open my laptop. And I know that might sound completely silly. And how do you get a book written in that way? Well, I'll tell you, first of all, I was obviously writing it on my laptop. (laughs) So that's where that whole thing came from. Instead of me feeling like I had this word limit that I needed to hit for the day, which I did in general, I had kind of like, okay, this particular week, it would be nice to accomplish this much. This particular week, I would like to be able to be here. Well, a lot of times I couldn't even really get motivated to do it if a lot of things were going on at home or I was having to juggle other work stuff. And so I decided to just focus on opening my laptop because every time I focused on doing just that one tiny little thing, opening my laptop, I would then go to my Word document and I would start typing something. And it took the stress and the pressure away from having to perform in this big, huge way. And for me, every time I just said, I'm just going to sit down and open my laptop, I would get done more in that amount of time than I would have had I just said, you know what, I don't have time to get that many words typed right now, or I am not in a mental brain space to be able to do this right now. I'm just going to put it off. Well, that gets us nowhere. That gets us no closer to our goal than we're hoping for. So that was something that was super helpful for me when writing my book. And guess what? The book got written. I took the pressure off of myself for getting a certain amount done at a certain time, even though I did have those loose goals sort of structured on an outline with a plan. And inevitably, every time I would get started, I would do way more than 1% of just opening my laptop. I would actually get words on paper because it was the beginning part that I struggled with. It was actually the stopping what I was doing in my life and sitting down and devoting that time to that activity, that thing that I wanted to get done. And that's something that I see happen very often when getting organized. Oftentimes my clients are coming to me and asking me to come help because they're at a place where they're like, I don't have the time. I don't even know where to begin. I have no vision for this space. I don't know what to do in this space. So I'm just not going to do it. Occasionally they would put in a little bit of organization to get it started, but maybe that wasn't working so much for them, or maybe it was working for one member of the family, but it really wasn't the style of another members. And so maybe it just felt a little too organized and structured. And so they didn't feel like they could keep up with some of that stuff that was put in whatever the, you know, excuses are, or the reasons for, in this case, not getting organized. What I found oftentimes is that people wouldn't even begin because they thought it was going to be so daunting and overwhelming. I get a lot of this when it comes to garages and I'm actually working on a garage right now. And it's so funny because when I went into that space, I was like, oh, this is so amazing. You have this amazingly huge, you know, awesome space. But for her, she was just feeling like, yeah, once upon a time, but it's like inundated with clutter and too many people are trying to do too many things in the space. And we just need to fix it. It's not working for us. And so she brilliantly asked for help and she called me in and that was her 1%, which I would say is way more than 1%, but she made a phone call. And even before she did that, she just shared with a friend that she was frustrated. And that friend said, Hey, you need to talk to my friend Paige. She's an organizer. She's done some stuff at my place. You should call her. So to be perfectly honest, that was even a great 1% 
step in moving the ball forward in getting that garage and other spaces organized is sharing with someone, this is my struggle. Then when that person shares with you, could this possibly be the answer? Could this be something that would be helpful? Then it's your job to jump on that next 1%, which is like, okay, now I'm going to call her. The next day, whenever I return the call and we scheduled something, I go in, we have the consultation. I take the photos. I do some measuring. I call my handyman so that we can get some stuff together, working out well, right? So everything's happening. Again, I would venture to say this is way better than 1% further along in the process. It's definitely higher than that because we are taking on quite a bit of the project and she is feeling less and less stressed by the day and more and more excited about the possibilities. So that's super cool. This is motivation at its finest. When you take away the stress and the pressure of the big picture and you just break things down to simple steps, beginning with just shooting for 1% better that particular day, 1% improvement toward the big picture, it takes all of that big stress and pressure away. So what is another way that we could apply the 1% rule to our life? Well, let's say maybe your big thing is this year, your kids are going to school and you have to pack snacks and lunches. And that feels super frustrating because you don't really know what to pack and your kids kind of go back and forth on what it is they want to eat these days. So, okay, how could we get 1% better on that today? How about you sit down and you have a conversation with your kids about what might be something that would make them happy if they opened up their lunch bag. Now be prepared because they might be like, Ooh, gummy bears and Fritos, you know, (laughs) whatever. Okay. Take that note and say, I hear you. You'd like a little treat and you'd like something crunchy in your lunch, you know, however you need to spin it as a mom. Okay. And then you'll say, great. So then let me know some sort of fruit, some sort of veggie, some sort of protein that I can add into your lunch so that you are getting a great meal that you're going to be excited to open up. Right. So I would say that that too is even way better than 1% better because you're already starting the conversation. You're giving your kids the opportunity to be included in the plan and you're sharing with them too, what's important to you, which is for them to have a well-balanced meal, but you're also taking into consideration what it is that they want. So there's going to be a much higher and likelier chance that they're going to eat it and waste less, right? If you're each sort of in communication about this. So that's something to consider as well. Once you get through that 1% better, then you perhaps you go to the grocery store that day, or even before that you make a list. After you get to the grocery store and you come home with these things, maybe the fun thing to do is to find some cute little containers so they'll get excited about it. Does it make sense to get a brand new lunchbox or a bento box? Or does it make sense to make it super easy and have things just in little baggies? And that's something that you want to do. That's where you guys get to choose. What is your next step? What is going to be a way that you're going to simplify these things and you're just going to shoot for 1% better. How about tackling a bedtime routine? Maybe this has been something that's been really overwhelming, stressful, frustrating. And so what you want to do is you want to take what is something that would move the ball forward, but not feel overwhelming to me. What's something that you could do with that? All right. When you're thinking about your kiddos going to bed, first thing you want to do is note the time and you need to think about their age and what's going to be the most appropriate. Okay. So as you're thinking, 
what would be an ideal time, then you want to start to backtrack and decide, okay, well, if I want them in bed at this time, what are the things that they need to do before that in order to get into bed at that time? Then you want to be backtracking before even that and think, okay, how can we be preparing for the day ahead of us by like laying clothes out? Maybe you want to have that lunch packed and put away all that kind of stuff. So really in the backtracking comes where you'll decide how do we shoot for 1% better instead of being like, we need a whole new bedtime routine because the one we have isn't working and it's super stressful and frustrating because there's fights at night and there's this and that and whatever. Start to backtrack, start to think about what you want to accomplish. And then just think what's 1% closer to this that I could get. And I would even say that 1% closer to that is even just in you sort of brainstorming and thinking about and looking at the time and ages and appropriateness for getting into bed, like age appropriate choices there. Again, highly suggest great communication. Talk to your children about this. Maybe that's the 1% that you need to shoot for that day. Having a conversation and saying, here's what we need to do. We need to arrive at a good bedtime schedule that's working for everyone in the family. Let's talk about how to make that better. And then slowly but surely, you'll start to implement these things, making sure there's plenty of time, prepping ahead, all that kind of stuff. So there are lots of ways that you can use this 1% rule, but the whole point is so that you're not getting so stuck in the overwhelm and stress that you don't even begin. So think about what it is that you are interested in pursuing. If you listened to my word last week, that's what I was talking about. And also, is it in line with God's plan? I got to throw that in there because that was a real eye opener for me last week, as you will hear if you go back and listen to that episode. But also, I want you to start thinking about then making those lofty goals a little bit smaller in the sense that you need to tackle some of these small things first that will lead to accomplishing these big lofty goals that you have for the year. So as you are planning, and maybe this is just a daily thing, maybe you're not even at a place where thinking about what you want to do for 2022 is on your radar. And if that's the case, that's okay. Don't feel super stressed out that you have to have all of that figured out and have these big lofty goals. Your goals Maybe get some things that are sitting beside my bed that have been there for a while put away. Maybe your goals are getting that never ending mail pile under control. In that respect, I have to tell you there's a podcast episode for that, the never ending mail pile. And part of moving forward with that 1% is walking over to that pile and picking up one letter and opening it and deciding what to do with contents, processing it however you need to shred it, throw it away, pay a bill respond to somebody who sent you a letter, any of those things, think about what your 1% better is and go for it. Do not delay in adding the 1% rule to your life. It is very helpful. It keeps you from allowing that paralysis by analysis to set in. And it makes you feel like you're actually tackling things and even faster than you imagined. Because sometimes instead of just letting things sit, if you feel like, okay, I'm just going to shoot for 1% better. And then suddenly you've done even more than that. Then you can be like, wow, 
okay, so I accomplished even more than I was expecting. So this is awesome. These are the kinds of things that will start encouraging you and giving you confidence about pursuing more and more. So highly encourage adding this 1% rule to your life. Whenever you are thinking about something that you want to get done and it starts to feel overwhelming, just think, what is something that I could do that is going to get me 1% closer to that goal? I'm going to shoot for 1% better today. And I promise you, you're going to do even more than that. Okay. 1% is like minuscule, very little. You are absolutely going to be setting yourself up for the chance of success in that because you're not taking on something that's terribly overwhelming. And as you start to chip away at this and do a 1% more, a 1% more, which we know would be 10, 15% more, suddenly you're going to be closer to that goal and you're going to be like, okay. This is so much better than me just not starting this at all. So for sure, add the 1% rule to your life. Talk to your kids about it. Maybe they're feeling super stressed and overwhelmed. Talk to your friends, talk to your spouse, and just let people know that if you are trying to accomplish these big, huge things, and that is feeling all kinds of overwhelming, just think about a way you could get 1% better for that day. That is going to feel like an accomplishment in itself. I look forward to talking to you guys next week for some more organization motivation. If you haven't picked a word yet, pick a word for the year. If you feel like you are stuck in paralysis by analysis, pull yourself out of that by adding the 1% rule to your life. And I promise you it's going to feel a whole lot more doable. And that is the name of the game. All right, you guys have a great one and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.